some eyebrows raised. Like, I'm not going to deny that. I will say that, you know, as a non-Flames fan, I, I, I think it's a pretty decent return for a guy in his mid-30s who is a free agent in, you know, a couple months here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Grushnikov is – He's a shutdown defender. They're, they are not trying to say, oh, there's a, there's a bunch of undiscovered offensive upside here. That is what he is. That's what he's been good at. He played in Memorial Cup final uh, doing that. And, and I think that that is what the Flames sort of feel like they need. They do not have a ton of defensive prospects in the pipeline at all. It was really, really important to get one. And to be honest, to probably get one who is 20 and not you know, 18. Uh, I don't think that they want to be waiting five or six years. Nothing that we have seen in the Zadorov trade, the Toffoli trade, the Lindholm trade, or this trade suggests that they are interested in a long, lengthy rebuild through the draft. So uh, he kind of fits the bill for what they need and what they're looking for. And, and if he can sort of be a regular contributor and certainly not this season, probably not next season, but, you know, two seasons down the road, uh, that, that that's perfect. That, that fits the bill. Was there any possibility, in your opinion, that Tanev would go to Edmonton or, for that matter, Toronto? Would the overpay have had to have been, you know, ridiculous? I I think that they're separate questions. I, I will be honest with you. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it would have been more likely to go to Edmonton than Toronto. Um, I don't think that Craig Conroy was particularly interested in, in the headlines that would have come with him making a deal here uh, with Chris Tanev, or, or sorry, with Brad Tree Living. And I think that if that deal were to happen, there would have had to be a pretty considerable tax on it. I think that you know, Toronto would have had to give up more than they were willing to. But Edmonton, um, look, I mean, they, we, we've seen those, those, those trades aren't out of the question. And Conroy's been making deals with the Canucks. He's been making deals. That rivalry isn't quite the same as the Oilers, but, you know, the Canucks are traditionally the, the other big rival for the Flames here, and he's been willing to do that and, and deal a guy like Elias Lindholm, who, you know, probably has more value than Tanev. So um, I, I don't think that that trade would have been out of the question. I do think that y- you would have been asking for a pretty big return. Um, but I, I, I question it because I do think I've watched Chris Tanev play. He is one of those guys who, uh, you know, even if you're an Oilers fan or a Canucks fan, I'm sure you got to appreciate because he he does all the all the little things, does those the plays in the corner, is willing to sacrifice his body. He makes any team better. So, are we looking at like do we have a? Uh, and I, I can't answer this, and I don't know that anybody can because it is still fairly fresh. But are we getting an idea about Craig Conroy as a general manager? He's in a tough spot. Uh, and he's had to trade players who are wildly popular and have had success. Are we getting an idea about what a what he looks for and and what the um, what the restocking is is looking like so far? Absolutely, yeah. I think that we can draw conclusions if you look. I mean, when he dealt away Tyler Toffoli, he got Yegor Sharangovich, a guy in his early twenties who you know needed a bit of a fresh start, um, but you know he didn't go after that draft pick. He, he was very, very specific. He thought that this team could could contend and could build around guys that age. Andre Kuzmenko is a little bit older, um, but with Lindholm, he potentially didn't get the draft haul that some fans wanted, but he went with a player who they believe can contribute right now and can continue to develop and can be a better player with a fresh start here in Calgary. Um, I think, you know, the, the Yes, uh, Grushnikov is is young, but he's not 18. I, I really have to emphasize that. So I think what you're saying is the Flames are not interested in tanking and bottoming out and, and having sort of a five- or six-year timeline. I think that they know, realistically, you're not trading Jonathan Huberto. He's been better recently, but you're spending a lot of money there. Kadri is here for a while. You Coleman, I mean, I... I 
I'd be surprised if GMs aren't calling about Coleman because he's having such a good season. But, you know, there are good players in their 30s here, and you still have Jacob Markstrom. So I don't think that Conroy is interested in just tearing it right down to the studs. With that said, I also think that Conroy deserves credit for not, you know, he's in this in this spot, this difficult position, is, as you said, but he learned from Brad Tree Living's mistakes. Brad Tree Living made a lot of mistakes uh, before leaving Calgary, primarily holding on to Johnny Gaudreau until he hit unrestricted free agency. It could not be easy as a GM to be looking at this Flames team that's playing the best hockey it has all year. They've had a pretty good 2024 so far, streaky, but pretty decent, and be looking at these veterans and saying, sorry, we're still we're still not willing to take the risk. We're trading these guys away. Thanks for your work, but you know we're making the team worse uh, in the short term. So I I think you got to give Craig Conroy a little bit of credit there for you know being willing to, to, to make the difficult decisions. Danny Austin, our guest, Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun on the Lowdown with Low Tide in Sports fourteen forty. Okay, that is the backdrop. How does that that inform us in regard to Noah Hannafin, whether he signs or whether he's traded? And if he is traded, then we might look for a younger version of Noah Hannafin, and that's a rare item. He's going to be traded. Um, If he hasn't signed now, um, he's not signing, and I I firmly believe he's going to be traded. Now, um, Craig Conroy said something interesting to me uh, when we were speaking last night. He he said, you know, I asked him about the picks, and he said, like, the other thing with the picks is you can include them in in other trades. And he he made a point of saying that. I didn't ask him that. So I I am a little bit curious about with Hannafin. He's such a valuable asset. He's 27. Um, You know, he's got 650 games, so he sort of is what he is. But I do think we're seeing him get incrementally better. He's very much entering sort of those prime years for defensemen. There are teams that are going to be interested in uh, we know that there's interest in Tampa Bay that is mutual. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I think that Hannafin is probably him and Lindholm were the guys who are going to get you the best yield in terms of a potential draft package. But I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Conroy is looking at Hannafin and saying, like, no, we're looking for young NHL-ready players in return there. I don't think you're going to see. Um, I may be totally wrong here. You can play this back for me next week if I'm <laughs> absolutely incorrect. But it was just it, it was curious to me that Conroy went out of his way to say, we have five picks in the first three rounds, and those, tra- those can be included in other trades as well. People shouldn't forget that. I think that's a really important piece in all of this. Because if they're not tearing it down with the studs, I don't think that all of a sudden we're going to see Hannafin's value only be, you know, first-round picks. I'm, the last two questions I'm going to ask you, you're going to raise, raise your eyebrows, and I apologize in advance. Okay. No, I love it. Do it. Okay. Do it. So, like, and I'm just asking, but they're, you know, Nashville has 68 points in 60 games. Calgary has a game in hand. They're five points back. They've won four in a row. And I'm just asking, I'm just asking you, like, is it possible that they can, like, they got the goalie, I mean, is it like if they got in, I'm just saying, you know, they're not out of it. They're not out of it. Um, it's it's again, that's why I brought up that we got to respect Conroy is making the hard decisions and looking to the future here. Um, I think that there's probably a tipping point for this team. The reality is since they traded Nikita Zadorov, um, they've won a lot more games than they lost. That was early December. Since they traded Lindholm, they've actually looked better. This team does have, you know, kind of what you love as a hockey fan, that, that feeling of they love being, that people are, are writing them off and they, they respond to that by playing their best hockey. Um, my question is if, you know, if, if they don't get an NHL-ready defenseman, like a guy who can actually play, you know, somewhere around 18, 20 minutes in the Hannafin return, 
you're now looking at, you traded Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, and Nikita Zarev. Those are three of your top six defensemen, and you didn't get anything like you didn't get an NHL player in return. So I do think that there is just sort of a breaking point here and we're probably getting pretty close, but they're getting great goaltending. They're seventh and five on five scoring uh, since January 1st. They, they are getting contributions. Nazem Kadri. I know people, when he's not on your team, you don't like him, but he's having a terrific season. So is Blake Coleman. These young guys, Connor Zan and Pospisil, are really stepping up. There's a lot to like on this team. Probably not as a cup contender, but if you're specifically asking me, can they slip in in the final wild card spot, I still wouldn't rule them out. I still think it's possible. And in the postseason, they call it goalie. Let's all remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not going to get me on an Edmonton radio station as a Calgary reporter <laughs> to say that I think the Flames can go on a deep run. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Okay. Right? I, well, I, let it let the record show I tried. Okay. How's that? Uh, of fi- course. Final one. And this, I know your eye. Both will be raised, and they might not come down until about 4 o'clock today. Uh, <laughs> CFL draft, April 30th. I think the Stampeders pick fourth. Uh, any thoughts on the offseason so far for the Stampeders who are, let's face it, they're one of the franchises that everybody talks and worries about if they're a fan of another team because they've had such a great century so far. Uh, any thoughts on where they're going and the depth of the draft and all of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'll see them draft an offensive lineman. Um, I think that that's sort of the way that the, the stamps always go when they have a nice pick. I don't, I haven't looked at uh, enough at, at sort of who's available up there, but I, I do think that they're sort of one Canadian alignment short. Um, although you don't expect those guys to play near one, the stamps have had a. a, a off season that I think it depends on what you look at last year as being because last year no one likes hearing about injuries but the Stamps lost Malik Henry they lost Kadeem Carey for most of the year they you know they just had injury after injury at, at crucial crucial positions um, James Rodgers their defensive their star defensive end who had come back from the NFL after kind of winning a great cup with them in 2018 so I do think that they feel like if they get those guys back and that they're healthy they're just a better team than they were last year and then Let's be honest here. Jake Mayer was not what they wanted him to be last year, and there's a huge question of quarterback. So I feel like the the feeling around the Stampeders and around McMahon Stadium is that this team had some bad luck last year. They want to run it back just a little bit. But it, it's going to be make or break for Jake Mayer. And if it doesn't work, you'll probably see them sort of have to tear it down a little bit and, and start from scratch. But I, I do think that the reason why they haven't made those big splashes in free agency is that they feel – like at real impact positions, they they had the horses in the stable last year. They just got hurt. So it'll be interesting because I do think the rest of the West looks very competitive. So uh, there's, you know, including up in Edmonton, I think that team's going to be a lot better. So there's very little room for error. Um, but I, I think the Stamps, there's a quiet confidence that with better injury luck, they can be in the mix. I like their signing of Houston in free agency. Like the, I think that is a big help and one of the better signings this uh, offseason. Yeah, and again, um, I mean, I love that. I love that signing. Um, I honestly, I think that it was time to let Kadeem Carey walk. They were paying him a lot of money to pl- be sort of the best running back in the league, and he just wasn't healthy. Uh, and I think that they like and Dedrick Mills and Patrick Payton Logan what they have. Um, but like this team's offensive line wasn't good enough last year. The quarterback play wasn't good enough last year, and everything else I think can be explained away by injuries. Um, so yeah, um, I. I wouldn't rule them out quite yet, but um, 
lots to prove for a lot of players. My young producer is almost passing out because I'm talking CFL to you a week before the <laughs> NHL trade deadline. So have a great I love one. it. <laughs> Me too. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. You, you bet. Cheers, man. Thanks. Okay.